0: This is Dyes and Shoe BX, the podcast, episode 232, for the week of September 5th, 2010. Welcome to Dyes and BX, The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site.
1: Dyes and Shoe. EX.
0: We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Good to have him with us again. Coming into our ears via the magical internet from Japan, Julian. Yes. Hi, man. Hey. Hey. Ah, I love having you on this show. That nice, deep, booming American-Japanese voice.
1: (laughs) American-Japanese voice.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly.
1: Um, okay.
0: It makes sense, doesn't it? Come on, work with me here. (laughs) No. <laughs> All right. How you doing, dude?
1: Oh, uh, not bad. The wife and the baby are out for a walk as a dry run for the baby's vaccinations next week. So I'm here by
0: myself and
1: I'm lonely.
2: Alright. But well, you've good. got some voices in your ears, so it's okay. That's right. Yeah.
0: All right, good. We got Julian across from me over here in Joycey. We got Mary. Hello. Hey.
2: Hi. Joyzy, eh?
0: Joicy. I don't know why I said that. Come on, come me some slack. Here. Okay,
2: okay. The slack has been cut and I am here. It's Saturday morning
0: for Julian, but it's Friday evening for us. The two of us, we're just ready to drop. We're from the
2: past, traveling (gasps) to Julian's future. I'm ready to take a nap for the (laughs) night.
1: (laughs) Oh, dear.
0: All's well in Maryland.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Kind of okay. Good. Kind of. I'm just. just I'm, of. I'm having post summer melancholy going on. Okay. Aww. I mean, it's still technically summer, obviously, but just the realization that you know it's your short to Fridays are my oh, short Fridays are over. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. Still feels like summer here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's still
0: warm. Still.
2: Warm. Just miss that hurricane.
1: Probably all through September.
0: Yeah. First. So closing out the weather conversation, cast. Other than Julian and Mary. That leaves me. My name is Mike Vegito EX. We're going to talk about Dragon Ball to you and with you this week. And we have at a, you. At you. <laughs> we have a mishmash of a show. Originally, I was planning on doing something with the new Extreme Battle Collection guide books. Just haven't had a chance to catch up with our consentai buddies and really dig into the books, so we have kind of a collection of expanded news discussion and a mini little thing. Julian, you, myself, and Mary, we're going to do all the non-topical stuff. We're going to do the easy news. We're going to do the releases. We're going to do the emails, all that kind of stuff. Beyond that, let's talk about some housekeeping, regular stuff. Mary, all 10 parts from our Oticon panel up online. It only took a month. (laughs) Not bad. Come on. Again, I say cut me some slack. I
2: I applaud your level of effort. If it were me, I would have just slapped up the audio and called it a day. But I know you say a lot of it's visual. It has to be a video. Oh, you and your effort. But congrats, and everyone should check them out because they're good times. That's
0: right. Just today, as of the recording, I put up Part 9, Manga, and Part 10, The AF Conspiracy. So you can watch all 10 parts. And if you are from a convention and you would like to book us to do a panel, we would be more than happy to if you want to bring us out to a convention. I'm down for that.
2: Right now, we've, we're only doing Oticon, and it's nice. No, no traveling. That's non-vacations. <laughs> Mary says no. No. <laughs> Thanks for the non-offers, though. <laughs> Unless we can cruise there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any... Send me by boat. ...conventions
0: in the Bahamas? <laughs> we'll go uh unrelated to dragon ball but related to otakon mary we're gonna put up our new amp this weekend right
2: we made our 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 tweaks that we wanted to do because they were bugging us and we got the title card all squared away and your blog entry that describes the video in a bit of detail so yay again only a month later right we'll have our new video up online for download
0: that's our schedule it's a month later Bring it back to Dragon Ball, uh, got in some new figures recently. We have a thread on our forum where every so often people just say, what is the latest Dragon Ball crap you got? People toss up pictures. It's kind of fun to take a little look into people's homes and lives. Got a picture here. Creepy. figures. <laughs> <laughs> creepy, what, creepy looking into their homes or creepy Mecha Frieza creatures figure?
1: Well, either way. (laughs)
0: That's what I figured. Um, You've seen a couple of these, Mary. We talked about the deformed figure we got from Otakon. Mm -hmm. But I've gotten in some more Dragon Hero figures. I've got um, Super Saiyan Gogeta and 4 Gogeta. I also got in another one of the Dragon Ball and One Piece crossover figures. Julian, is Goku holding any specific fruit?
1: Mm, Let's see. Looks like he is holding a devil fruit of some kind.
0: That's what I thought, and I forget where it was, but someone mentioned that it may be Blackbeard's fruit or something. Is that a different fruit?
1: It could be, although it also bears a resemblance to the one that Luffy ate at the beginning of the series.
0: Right, that's kind of what I was figuring, because the corresponding Luffy figure is just Luffy holding a Dragon Ball, so I figured it's kind of, you know the basic stuff but i right. also got in uh one more frieza's force figure play asia head in number 11 finally which is just first form frieza in his hover chair haven't taken it out of the box yet oh
2: i didn't even notice that one oh, really? i'm so used to the boxes lying around i know I it know. didn't register with me
0: wow. <laughs> so i got that in uh i've already done a review of the frieza's force figures and mary you agree those are great it's for such
2: a great little niche line
0: four or five bucks you're paying Um, I'll, I'll do a more formal review of the Mecha Freeze of the Creatures figure, but you and I both separately agreed after looking at the final put together figure, it's not really as impressive as we were hoping.
2: Especially with the picture on the box. Yeah, the box makes it look It's a little misleading. It is. So
0: I, I took a whole bunch of pictures. I'm going to try and take some better pictures too. I wasn't happy with some of them and do some kind of review in the near future of some of these figures. Nothing too terribly long. Um, That's my housekeeping stuffage. Julian, you got anything you want to toss out there?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it for right now. Lately, I've mostly been buying toys for the baby, so.
0: <laughs> Have you gotten any plushy Dragon Ball toys for her yet? Come on. Not
1: yet, but eventually.
0: <laughs> what do you think the first Dragon Ball paraphernalia you will purchase for your child is?
1: It might be a plush Dragon Ball. <laughs>
0: <Aww>. <laughs> that would be very cute. Just can roll to kind it around
2: of and play catch. It would be it's great. Right. Make wishes.
0: excellent all right so with all of our personal stuffage out of the way let's take some news Mary, getting us going with a delay. Oh,
2: right, so this came out earlier this week. Uh, word got out from retailers like Amazon that the fourth Dragon Box is delayed one week. Oh noes. Oh well, it's not so bad. It's just being pushed from the 14th to the 21st.
0: Yeppers, got in my email from Amazon just saying, hey, I'd let you know that this box is just being delayed a week i know some retailers like right stuff haven't changed the date yet or as of the last time i looked but amazon's really one of the biggest and if they're saying that their stock isn't coming in for another week you're probably going to see that represented
2: on the retail side as well all right so delay of a week keeping our dragon boxes for a mush <laughs> I'm, I'm approved okay no not really got mine on
0: order i can't wait all right um the only other news we have for you guys they're all cover art, so they're <laughs> hey, all visual. pictures! Go do the shiny looking pictures. Exactly. I'll take you through the first one here. Uh, Raging Blast 2 is the exact same art that we first saw out of the European box art. I believe the logo, the title, Raging Blast 2, is being moved around depending on the territory. I haven't seen the final Japanese cover art, but the image you see here is the image used on the main Japanese website. So it seems like we're all getting essentially... The same cover art with Hachiak in the kind of center background focus and all of the uh, blonde boys in the front, some of the movie villains surrounding him. Julian, you got any thoughts on that?
1: Mm, I don't know. It sounds about right. It's game
2: cover art, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. A lot of blonde dudes. (laughs) It's what moves units. All right, Julian,
0: keep moving on then,
2: I guess.
1: All right. We've got the Jump Super Anime Tour Animanga Cover Art. And again, there was a manga of this that came out a while ago. So this, again, is just screen caps from the anime special. So if you've seen that, there really isn't too much different, I guess. But you have some nice cover art. That's something.
2: I'm confused by it. What? In the top right corner, I thought that was Gohan with a scouter. No, that's wobble. I know, I realized that after <laughs> about five seconds, but then when I looked below and I looked at Gohan, gotcha. their hairlines are way too similar. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know why I never noticed that before.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, this just came out on September 3rd. We have ours ordered, but I packed it in with next thing we're going to talk about. So I'll be getting it in at the end of the month. maybe that last thing is?
2: All right, it's the cover art for the Kai Soundtrack three end songs, and I like this cover. It's cool. It's totally my style. It's pretty classy. I like it. Oh, yes. My style is classy.
0: What I like is that the three songs that we know of so far, the trunk song, the cell song, and My 18th Magic – 18 you talk about 18 and Dragon Ball probably referring to number 18 and those are the characters on the cover as well as Goku because it's a Dragon Ball CD you gotta have Goku on the cover but I really like this it almost reminds me of kind of the color scheme in the animation for Kokoro no Hane where it's yeah not pastel I I don't know what the word I'm looking for is But it's neat stuff. This one's due out, I think, on the 22nd. So like I said, we'll be getting this stuff in at the end of the month. We'll do some quick looks and reviews at it. That's the easy news, guys. Dun-da-dun! So what we're going to do right now is we're going to cut away to our mishmash. I'm going to speak with Mark from Fanboy Review all about the supposed Mexican dub of Kai coming and what the Latin American fans did to Funimation this week. So something very, very interesting that's broken over the last week is kind of this fandom revolt from Latin America aimed at Funimation, but now we're going to hear it's also being aimed at some other places. To talk about this with me is our buddy Mark from Fanboy Review. Welcome to the show again, dude. Hola. (laughs) I see what you did there. So this is all stemming from a Twitter account, no less. This is fascinating.
3: Yeah, it's one of the more interesting fan revolts we've seen in that it's been a bit more polite on the surface. Right. And a bit, almost a bit ruder than even we've seen fans do here. Yeah. Yeah. When you you really look, when you really look at the way things have been done and far more misinformation and even maybe not any, um, logical discourse on why things may be done. Right. Right. I
0: I guess we should explain where this is all coming from. This has to do with the Spanish, the Mexican specifically dub of Dragon Ball Kai. Now, we know about all of this stuff and where it all started from the Twitter account of Irwin or Irwin Diane. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm doing the best I can. He apparently played Dende in the original uh, Mexican dub of DBZ. He's also a voice director. He set up a Twitter account very, very recently. I'm going to read for you. These are all translated by Rodmeister on Twitter, so super, super Super huge thanks to him for that. Um, I'm going to read you the English translations of a couple of these tweets. First one started off Hello, everyone. I hope that you have been well. My name is Erwin Diane. I am an announcer, actor, and director involved with Spanish dubbing. The reason that I have decided to open this account is because I want to inform you all that I have been handed a project that I think is important for anime fans. the next tweet says, it is Dragon Ball Kai. I will be directing the dubbing of this project. And in some form, I want you all involved in this. I would like to read your comments. And I hope that I can support the accuracy with certain terms, names of characters, and names of attacks that were in the saga of Dragon Ball. And then he kind of gets going again. I think this is the next day. Hello, everyone. Good morning. All right, then. Here are my first questions about character names. Ready? And so he he lays out a couple things like Shenron versus Shenlong and Piccolo versus Piccolo, stuff like that, which is kind of basic. Um, But Mark, it it kind of goes on from here a little bit into strange territory. What really seemed to go down?
3: Um, It seems that it's a a statement. He made a statement mentioning that he had the English version. So certain names would be changed. Um, But we're not sure why they're being changed. They may be changes because that's what he's gotten, so he's decided that's what he needs to use. The problem is we don't necessarily have information about that. It's We know he has the English version, and that seems to be where everything started
0: and in addition to names and English versus whatever their prior stuff was I think where the shit really hit the fan was he said today I begin casting for the characters of Goku, Vegeta and Kudadan and then there were a whole slew of responses to which he said I understand your point of view friends and believe me when I say that I would have loved to have the same actors more than anyone next week unfortunately I could not arrive at an arrangement with the actors client and company believe me I am very sorry and then he continuing to respond to people and funimation's name comes up and in one of his responses he says okay we will fight our little fight but to whom should we look Toei animation funimation or some other company and this is when it spilled over because the last few days funimation's facebook account has just been a deluge of in english but latin american spanish fans all sorts of things like, don't charge $5 more for our childhood, we want the original cast, blah 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 blah. I mean, stuff you would expect people to say. But to see it so organized, it seems, as a revolt, what the hell was going on?
3: Uh, it seems that comment made people and it did sort of uh, snowball into well funimation was funding it funimation was behind it that you know funimation has the light outside of japan so this is clearly their work and they're cheapening out on the actors and so forth and they're not involved at all
0: (laughs) this is the news that we're we're learning about right now funimation has nothing to do on the production side
3: of the spanish dragon ball kai right yeah they there's nothing to do with them at all outside of I believe they sent them materials on behalf of Toei, and, I, and I'm not even sure that's the story. Okay. I I just I just know they're not involved. No,
0: it may be that they're getting video masters from Funimation, and that's it, but Funimation. See, it's really strange because we've had a couple outliers over the years. We had the original single disc of DBZ Movie 5 that had the Spanish dub on it. We had the Ultimate Uncut edition start coming out with the Spanish track on it. We had a couple single discs based on the orange (laughs) bricks that themselves themselves had the ultimate uncut edition artwork which themselves were also canceled mid-run with the spanish track so it's not that funimation has never touched the spanish version but they've certainly had no influence over its production and it sounds like that's not the case here either
3: yeah and i actually looked into the actors from the spanish dub Uh so that i could be just because i wanted to be more knowledgeable about the subject even before we discussed me coming on right right um uh, let, let's go ahead and look at Goku's actor for a moment
0: okay because this is a big guy people love him he's a great voice actor he's he is Goku to Latin America
3: yeah uh just a point and this these are just the two most obvious ones that I picked out that people know he's basically the guy who dubs every Jim Carrey and Bruce Willis movie <laughs> okay so so he so he's relatively big in dubbing down there All right. So I've noticed uh, high roles like that for a lot of the other primary cast. And it sort of makes me think it's probably, it may not even be a lack of budget. It may be these guys are a bit too high up in the chain to work on the show with whatever the budget may be.
0: This sounds so familiar. Stuff we've talked about with Heath here on the show recently, specifically with uh, Yuji Mitsuya, who played Kaiushin in, in Dragon Ball Z, talking about how they're not sure if they'll be able to afford him for kai he did the voice he's friends with all of them he wants to do it but he might be out of their price range
3: yeah and this even does line up with what the director said on twitter is he's not he never says that you know they've just moved on to get a cheaper cast right an arrangement could not be met right now we don't know if that's the entire cast or select yeah. cast members yeah which uh, I'm curious to see later on who does end up coming back. It could easily be a case of if you recast a few of those major roles and you're not paying those more major talents, you can bring back more people. Right, okay. And this may be the type of thing that the Spanish fandom needs to discuss on their own. Would you rather have Goku and everyone else be replaced, or would you rather have, you know, most everyone back and a few people gone? Although, one thing I did see that was really odd, they seem to be demanding the original Krillin come back, who was not Krillin all the way through their dub. Right, right, exactly. Which, that, that sort of is another odd one, where clearly he left for some reason. Well, that would be equivalent to us...
0: With our new dub of Dragon Ball Kai and people saying, you know what, forget Shemuel, we want Ian Corlett back. I mean, there was a prior voice there.
3: Yeah, but Corlettes even said that he had been invited to be back and he said no.
0: Right, that was for that alternate English dub... Yeah, exactly.
3: Uh, He was even quite clear that whatever offer Ocean made him was more insulting than the reason he left in the first place. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I mean, this is
0: the voice acting industry. You're a little bit closer to it than I am, but, I mean, these people don't make tons of money.
3: Yeah, budgets aren't high, and I... I fully admit, I don't know about the budgets and whatnot down in Mexico, but I can't imagine that, I mean, like I said, the guy who plays Goku dubs for Bruce Willis and Jim Carrey in most of their movies.
0: All right, let me ask you this. What was the last good movie you saw with either Bruce
3: Willis or Jim Carrey? Bruce Willis was Die Hard (laughs) 4. Shut up. I liked it. All right. Um, Okay. Jim Carrey... I don't recall. I'm not going to say that
0: they're not big actors that, you know, get big roles. But they they still bring in the money. Exactly. Exactly. So this was really, really fascinating to watch. I'm actually somewhat shocked that Funimation has not cleaned up their Facebook page at all. I guess they don't want even more of a Streisand effect where if by removing it, then it makes it seem like it's a bigger deal than otherwise maybe.
3: That's not on that subject, but even going past Goku... Yeah, like the guy who the guy who played Piccolo is the guy who dubs most of Tom Hanks. Oh, all right, and 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 it just goes through that through the cast where when I because I really went through Spanish Wikipedia to try to learn more about this. Uh A lot of these people really are the kind where you imagine these have to be the you know the top people in their industry. Right, right, down there, and it just makes it really obvious that I can easily understand these people just not being affordable for it's almost the same case as japan where kai may not be doing as well as we think it is right even though it has high ratings it there's a, maybe a feeling that fans aren't supporting it as much as they do internationally yeah yeah exactly yeah here fans are scoring a lot because to an extent it is dragon ball z the way we haven't seen it i sort of wonder if perhaps they've budgeted and prepared for that in mexico where they have gotten their proper everyone loves it version of the show where There's no issues with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they had a great dub that had the original score with a great script. You go back and watch that Spanish dub and I could sit and watch that for a while and be content.
3: Yeah, I I used to do that. There There was a local Spanish channel here years ago when I was a kid that would show it and I'd watch it. Right, it was right. a good dub. That 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 could be sort of preparing for perhaps Kai not doing as well, and it may not just may not be worth the money to spend when they really may not know how it's going to do at all.
0: Well, I think it's pretty clear they are lowballing it. If the new director is saying that they couldn't reach an agreement for these actors, it's painfully well, obvious.
3: I don't know. I don't think that tells us that they're lowballing it. Because it could easily be the budget that the amount they're asking for is too high.
0: All right. So you're saying that it's an appropriate amount, but it's still not enough to cover. I'm saying we don't know. They could be <laughs> lowballing
3: it, or it could be a completely reasonable amount in line with any other anime series, and they just it's just not in their budget to get these people. Or it's even possible that someone up the line just decided they want to recast, which has happened here. It's happened in Mexico. It's happened in Japan for tons of shows. Give me an example. Uh, the Simpsons movie in Japan. Pan, they recasted. Oh, just, no kidding. Just to have celebrities in it. Oh, wow. I didn't and, know that. And. And fans revolted, and the DVD had a second uh, track with the, re- quote-unquote, real dub cast. No kidding. That's fascinating. Yeah, and then in, even in Mexico, around season, I believe, 15 of The Simpsons, they replaced the whole cast. They decided, out of our budget, new cast. Huh, I didn't know that. See, I count on you to bring this stuff to the table. Yeah, they, they apparently revolted far more than they're even doing here. When I, that happened. <laughs> We're using the word revolt. It
0: may be a little bit of hyperbole, yeah. but it was... It seemed that way first glance at Funimation's Facebook page. I'll ask you, Mark, where do you expect this to go from here?
3: I don't know there's anywhere for it to go. It's fan outrage of the possibly least important kind. Um, it's You sort of have that um, those little areas where if you have a really niche show, mm-hmm. you do need to listen to the fans. And then you have these shows that are pseudo-mainstream where you don't really need to have the fans be happy at all. Where you just need, like, I guess the example would be Pokemon. Pokemon, cast change, fan revolt. It doesn't really do anything because it's such an insignificant part of that audience. Right, right. It's a good example, yeah. Unless you move past that level to, say, the level of... Well, I guess it'd be the American version of The Simpsons where they really probably couldn't get away with switching that cast out. No, no. DBZ in Mexico, this is probably not mainstream, but it's probably low enough on that level where they don't need necessarily need to worry about the fans, especially when it comes to possibly blowing their budget. Right, right. Because... The, I'm going to guess they're probably going to do what uh, Funimation is going in, basically going, this is for a new audience. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be on TV. This And Funimation hasn't said fans don't matter about this. They've actually gone to greater lengths than they did with Z. But I'm not sure fans matter in this case. All right. Well, there you have it. Mark says Spanish
0: fans don't matter. <laughs> uh, that would
3: be a hilarious. You're on the record.
0: All right. Well, thanks. I'm glad that the two of us could kind of get together and go over this. It's a fandom thing, but it's also an international licensing thing. America was the first country to get Kai internationally. It sounds like Mexico is going to be next. So they're kind of the ones to watch and see how this gets treated.
3: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what, if anything, does hold over from our version, because our version was sort of the international mishmash of every version that came before. (laughs) Right, right because ours was basically last and now ours is first and it's almost and it's going to be the reverse we're setting the dub precedent exactly cuz e- even if you look at our old dub of z there is so much of it that's just mishmashed in from random dubs from around the world oh yeah yeah and it's really going to be fun to see what if anything reverses
0: not that I want things to infest other areas I would like them all to be based on the original version but fascinating to watch nonetheless all right thanks uh, thanks Mark for joining me talking about the Spanish revolt (laughs) Uh, nice being here again all right with that done we're going to turn it over to our real short kind of mini topic for the week a quick look at the demo for tag versus on the PSP with myself and Andrew so, we didn't get a chance to cover this last week on the show, but I'm very happy to be able to do it this week. Joining us to talk about the tag versus demo is Andrew. Hi. Hey, man. You're uh, not my regular Andrew, but a different Andrew that plays video games. I like that. Yeah. I'm glad to have you on here. The Tag Versus demo came out, I believe it was on August 26th on the Japanese PlayStation Store, and Namco Bandai also put up. You could just download it off their site and install it to your PSP. This is a game that's coming out pretty soon. It's due out in Japan on September 30th, and we're getting it as Tenkaichi Tag Team on October 29th, so just a couple weeks later. There is no English demo for the game, so this is all we got right now, and I've kind of been diving into it for a little bit, and you've been playing it too, so So let me just get your uh, almost kind of background on these kind of games. Did you play much of the Sparking series and Raging Blast from Spike?
4: Well, I never played Raging Blast. Um, When the first Sparking came out, I picked up the American version, played through it. I didn't really like it, but then when Neo came out, for some reason, I picked that up too. And then I didn't like that. (laughs) And then I picked up the third one. And then finally I said, okay, I do not like these games. I'm not going to get any more of these. So I never picked up Raging Blast. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: What was it about the series? Were you a fan of... The Budokai series, Super DBZ, what were you looking for that this wasn't giving you?
4: I loved the Budokai games, and I really wanted another game like that. I don't think I knew that Tenkaichi was a different developer when I picked it up. I figured it was just another Budokai game, but then I played it, and it was really different, and I didn't like it.
0: Gotcha. All right, so this is going to be interesting, pulling you in to talk about, really, what is their latest game. It's on the PSP. It's really sparking on the go, but I'm curious now that it's been a few games into their development cycle, we've got Raging Blast that, for lack of a better phrase, got blasted by all of its critics and many of its fans as well. Is this a step forward and is this something you're interested in playing?
4: Well, it's definitely a step forward. I thought it was better than any of the previous games, but it's still just not very interesting to me. I thought that um, the whole two-on-two thing, it didn't seem like on most difficulties that it actually changed anything, so it's really basically just sparking Meteor, but portable.
0: Right. You know, I noticed that same thing. I think there's only maybe once or twice that the opponent is, you can change who you're focused in on when you're doing two and two. You can say, I'm just attacking this person or you can switch it. I think only once they ever kind of double teamed me, it, it seemed like there, there's so many opportunities for them to do something different for me to do something different. Of course, I mean, this is just a demo, so maybe we'll see some other types of balancing later on, but tell me about the gameplay a little bit. I'm thing I noticed right away is you have to use the analog nub to control your character, which is very similar to what they did with Raging Blast from the D-pad to the analog stick. The PSP is taking so much heat with its nub. Did this work for you at all?
4: Uh, yeah, it worked for me. I didn't really have any problem using the analog nub, which is weird because usually I really hate it but I didn't have any problems with it.
0: Yeah, I was feeling the same way. As awful as it is for just about everything else, it seemed to be okay in the fighting game. It's almost acting as a D-pad because you can, that nub, just you can't get any real granular control out of it. And so you're either slamming it to the left and the right. So it seems to work in that respect. How about the, the visuals in this game? I've read a couple people posting, though. It seems a little blurry to me, and I guess I see that. What do you think it is about the graphics, or do you not see that at all?
4: I didn't notice anything, but I really don't play that many PSP games, but I thought it looked alright.
0: Yeah, it's decent looking. It moves very, very fluidly, with the exception of some of the super attacks. I did notice some slowdown there. Again, maybe they'll fix that up a little bit toward the later release. It's definitely colorful. All the characters look like themselves. Did the character models... I mean... We're coming off of the Sparking series kind of chunky on the PS2 to Raging Blast. Raging Blast 2 is also a different art style than its previous game. I feel like Spike is all over the place with their character models. This almost felt more like the Associated Budokai, the Shin Budokai series. Everyone look okay to you?
4: Yeah, I thought it looked... Everyone looked all right. I didn't notice anything weird about the graphics.
0: The characters that we did have are Goku, Piccolo, Vegeta, Kududin, number 19, and number 20. So we got six characters in there. That's a, a decent bunch. Who did you find yourself playing as most of the time in the demo?
4: I mostly just stuck with Goku because... I learned his special moves and then I didn't feel like figuring out anyone else's because for the longest time, anytime I had enough power, or whatever it is, to do a special. I'd do the one where he kind of charges up, and then I'd get hit. I'd mean to do an attack, but I'd just use that one over and over again, and it took me forever to figure out I did not want to do that.
0: I went through, and I, I kind of played with everyone, and I am feeling like, for the most part, like the other Spike games, everyone pretty much plays the same. Everyone in here is kind of the same body. I mean, number nineteen is a bigger guy, and... Piccolo's taller as well, but for all intents and purposes, everyone was playing pretty similar. I mean, it is just a demo, so I don't know how much we can really differentiate these six characters here.
4: Yeah, I played as Vegeta a couple times and. I didn't really notice any difference from Goku aside from his specials.
0: Right, and ultimately that is what's going to separate the characters in the game, are their special attacks. Like Goku has his Dama, where you can do it from further away and still expect it to hit them with a a larger range than just doing a Kamehameha or something like that. Because we're down on the PSP, there's not a lot of vertical space because it's widescreen, So life bars are set up pretty interestingly. Your opponent's life bar is kind of on their target in the distance. This is kind of new. What'd you think about that?
4: I thought it worked well. It's nice to not, since there are two opponents and you have your partner kind of get cluttered if they had everyone's life bar up at once, so I thought it was a pretty good solution.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, the last time we had something like this probably was Legends on the PS1 and Saturn where there were so many characters on screen, and that was the tug-of-war system. Obviously, we don't have that anymore. We have traditional life bars, so I think this is a great way for them to make use of the real estate that they had here. Anything else about the game stick out to you? I mean, it is just a six-character demo. It's coming out in a few weeks. Was this enough to convince you to pick up the game?
4: I might pick it up because I did have some fun with it but um I'll probably just wait to see what you say about it.
0: <laughs> so you don't think it's necessarily a $40 day one release? No. No. What do you what do you think? Is this a 20 buck game? I mean, it's not even out, but I feel like we're already classifying it which kind of sucks, but that's how it goes.
4: For 20 bucks, I might pick it up.
0: Um, I, we've been seeing some of the trailers coming out recently. Um, they're promising about 70 characters. I know we've already seen people like Frieza Minion A in there. How do you feel about Spike and their uh, character roster?
4: I really don't see why they want to put so many characters in instead of just covering the important ones and then make working on making them all play a little differently, I think the game would benefit from that.
0: Yeah, that is the, I don't know if you want to call it a curse of Spike and the games they develop, but it's, it's very different from the other series. And what I liked about the PS2 era was you had choices between kind of the big three. You had Budokai, you had Super DBZ, you had Sparking. We're at a point now where it's only Spike working on the fighting games since Burst Limit in 07, so this is really all we have. Yeah. Alright, anything else you want to toss out there?
4: Uh, One thing that happened once, and I thought it was pretty weird, was I died before my partner did. Yes, and, me too. Yeah, and then like you just watch the battle <laughs> go on, but from the perspective of your dead body, and I was super confused why they decided to do that, because I play video games to play them, not to watch the computer battle each other.
0: I know, it was a little weird. I'm hoping maybe there'll be some option where it's like, just finish the fight for me and tell me what the yeah. outcome was, because I agree, that was... It was weird. And my partner had a lot of a life bar left. So it took a long time to just sit and watch him.
4: Yeah, it's really weird. I'm curious why they decided to do that.
0: All right, Andrew. Well, uh, thanks for hopping on. Uh, if you do pick up the game when it comes out, maybe even not at initial release later on, I'd be interested to uh, see what you think about it. It's coming out in a few weeks. So uh, in Japan, in a few weeks in the US, we got about a month and a half before it's due out. But uh, thanks for talking about it with me for a little bit.
4: No problem. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. Resuming with the core trio of Mary, Julian, and Mike, I guess we'll go in that order for releases. Mary, start us off. Okay.
2: So we got Tuesday, September 7th, and the Viz Kids chapter book, volume 10 from Viz. It's 80 pages, and this one's titled Strongest Under the Heavens. You can only imagine what that one's about. It's $4.99 on Amazon and pretty much everywhere else yeah that's yeah, it's its a cheap price.
0: deal all right the next week unfortunately one was delayed so we'll have to filter that a little lower it sounds like Kai part 2 is still due out on the 14th from Funimation that's blu-ray and DVD Kai episodes 14 through 26 it is 4x3 both on the blu-ray and DVD MSRP for blu-ray is 54.98 last time I looked prices were 41.24 on right stuff and cheaper on Amazon at 40.99 the DVD MSRP is 49.98 again a little more expensive on right stuff this time thirty-seven forty-nine. a little cheaper on amazon thirty-six ninety-nine. julian i guess we go over to japan with you here
1: yes so sir, september 18th a saturday we have the dragon ball kai 2011 calendar its size is a2 so if you can get yourself an a4 piece of paper which i know is kind of difficult in the u.s imagine something that's twice the length and twice the width and It'll be about that size. <laughs> it's got seven pages, so I'm assuming there's two months per page. Um, and it's 1,575 yen or 1,500 at CG Japan.
0: Yeah, speaking of, Julian, if you click through the link, Mary, got it open for you. This is the cover.
2: It's interesting that it's uh, Dragon Ball Kai branded, and they've got a picture of Boo on the front. Mm, a jumping yeah. ahead of
0: themselves. Well, they've been doing that with all the merchandise lately. Any merch is Kai branded for the most part. So it doesn't surprise me too much to see Boo on there. Um, the inside page, it is. we see that it's uh, two months per page.
2: Any thoughts on the artwork?
0: Anyone? Not bad. I mean, there's
2: only two pictures to go by, but I like it. I think it's okay. I
0: think the faces are a little off model.
2: Yeah, it doesn't look like a artist, whoever would be doing that sort of thing. It's Either
0: Nakatsuru or Maeda. Uh This image that we see here is January and February. I like the uh, cell various forms yeah. in the Kamehameha. It reminds me very much of an image of Goku. Yeah, Same I know thing. that one. <laughs> <laughs> various forms going through the Kamehameha. All right. Uh, I guess I'll take you to September 21st. Uh Dragon Ball GT complete series from Funimation is due out that day. That's GT TV Episodes 1 through 64 plus the TV special. This is really just the two green bricks slapped together from a couple years back. MSRP is 6998. It is 4349 on Amazon. And then delayed to that day is uh Dragon Box Z Volume 4, Funimation Dragon Box. DBZ TV Episodes 127 through 168. MSRP is 5998. Pre order prices right now are $44.99 on Amazon and $35.99 on Right Stuff. Mary, I guess you're taking us. Julian took us across the world last week. This week, you get to do so.
2: Alrighty. So, Wednesday, September 22nd, it's the aforementioned Dragon Ball Kai soundtrack 3 and songs for 29 40 yen. It has the TV size version of Kokoro no and, and the the Trunk Cell and possibly number eighteen song. You can find it on pre order for uh, twenty eight hundred yen on CD Japan. Also that day is the French Kanzenban Dragon Ball Volume Ten from Glénat for ten fifty five euros or ten and two euros on Amazon <laughs> France.
0: Uh, Julian, close it out for us, I guess. All right. So on September
1: 30th, Thursday, we have Dragon Ball Tag Versus from Bandai. It's a multiplayer fighting game for the Japanese PSP. Its retail price is 5,229 yen, but it can be found for 4,980 yen on City Japan and 59.90, that's in dollars, on PlayAsia.
0: That's our jam-packed September. Let's go do an email. Julian, let's hear your sexy voice read our email from Jacob. Okay, Jacob
1: writes and says, Hey gang, thanks for finding the time to return to podcasting after this busy summer. With that out of the way, I have a question. A long debated subject in Dragon Ball fandom is whether or not Goku is a good father. We've seen the subject debated on the merit of his actions, but rarely have we seen it based on the performances in the animation. When I think of Goku's merit as a father, specifically to Gohan, I remember the touching moments Nozawa crafted during the first two episodes the battle with Cell, or even in the third film. To me, albeit others may feel differently, Goku seems most human in these moments, truly loving. It's impossible for me to separate these performances from the character, despite the animation being only an adaptation of the comic. My actual question is, what do you all reckon on this here subject?
0: I think Jacob's example of movie three is a great one. And in particular, when he catches Gohan after Gohan's Knocked out of the Ozaru form, Gohan's kind of naked in his arms. Just the way that Nozawa—not tr- when I say lowers her voice, I don't mean gets deeper, but really softens it up. Gohan,
2: Ichi wa wakange, ome dake wa ora ga mamoru, aitsu wa ora ga zettai ni yaru.
0: That, to me, I think Jacob's right. She does some really nice fatherly deliveries in the early movies, in the early episodes.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree about the episodes one and two example. It almost makes me forget about the stuff I hate later on. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Are there any other really good moments? Movie 3 is such a good one. I
2: forgot about that one, actually. Yeah, that is good.
0: Nozawa shines in that movie between these things and sexy Talos' voice as well. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: is it wrong to find an old granny sexy? I think I just answered yes. my own question <laughs> <laughs> so, Julian, yo. no naka <laughs> 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 you uh,
0: you're on board with us and Jacob?
1: Well, I don't know. I feel like Goku is a character he definitely cares about his son. Yeah. But I think whether, whether or not he's a good father is an, a different question. <laughs> right, right. For example, in the first episode of Dragon Ball Z, you have him searching all over the place for his son.
0: Who's four years old, by the way.
1: Yes. His son somehow is out in the forest running away from saber-toothed tigers and getting caught in a river and going over a waterfall. And, okay, Goku chases after him and he saves him. But what was Gohan doing out in the middle of the forest anyway?
0: I guess him and Chi-Chi realize they live in the middle of nowhere. He's not going to get run over by a car or anything. But they sure don't seem to worry about the wildlife too much.
1: Yeah. I can just picture Chi-Chi being cooking and Goku being outside training and Chi-Chi going to, uh, saying to Gohan, go outside and play with your father. And Goku saying, daddy's busy right now. Go we'll play and yep. go from there.
0: <laughs> that very well may be what really happened in that first episode, where the two parents are being awfully neglectful of Gohan. Made behind the scenes secret footage. <laughs> Is it possible that Gohan was semi-raised by the saber-toothed tiger?
2: Yeah, and robots. Possibly. And robots.
0: <laughs> there was only the one robot, but they were really good friends. That robot should have been brought back.
2: What game? I think
0: it was Attack of the Science on uh, DS. You get to interact with that robot. And I thought that was really, really fun. Even though it was branded Kai. We talked about this. The game was branded Kai in Japan, and it had all sorts Hmm. of great filler moments in it, like Gohan and the robot. Oh, that's funny. And Piccolo shows up at that point in the story, too, in the game. Ah, so, Mary, if people have questions, comments, stuff for us to agree with.
2: Or maybe disagree. We're good at that, too. Yes. Send emails over to podcast at diezx.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Likewise, we got social networking stuffages on the Twitter. And so far, Latin America has not (laughs) invaded us. Right yet. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at diezx and Facebook at facebook.com slash diezx. Yay.
0: I don't want to sound like I'm slamming Latin America because... The Mexican dub of DBZ, as you heard me mention earlier, is the bomb diggity. Yo. Yo. All right. I guess we're bringing this to a close. This was our Mishmash 232. Julian, good to have you for uh, as short of a time as it was. It's always a pleasure. All right. Thank you. And Mary, good to have you as well. Why, thank you. Good, sir. I guess before we truly get rid of all of us, let's talk about what we're doing next week. We're going to do one of two things. We're either going to do that Extreme Battle Collection kind of first look, even though the books have been out for a little bit, or we're going to do our Anu Yoichi Budokai review of Awesomeness.
2: You're expecting to be able to watch all those episodes together as a group. All like five five or or six
0: of them. Come on. Okay. So I'm going to have to check with Heath's schedule and or Jeff's schedule. And or Julian's schedule. We'll see what it is that we're diving into next week. But those are the potential plans and we got some other good stuff that we've been promising for a while, but we're, we're going to get to because AMVs and Oticon panel videos are done. So uh for Mary over here, thank you. She is. And for Julian, who's going to tell us where DIYZEN Shoe EX is. Hello. Goodbye. We
1: are at uh which is DIYZX. Com.
0: for all of these lovely folks mary over there julian off in japan my name is mike Pichito, EX, and we'll see you next week for episode 233 julian kill it man
1: you've been listening to Dyson the podcast thanks for listening to us and we'll see you next week